I just spilt. Mm. First drink right off the back. Right off the bat or back? What did you just say? <laughs> what did you now, just now say? Now I am on the spot. <laughs> I said right off the back. I think it's right off the bat. Well, right off the bat makes sense. Okay. Right? Yeah, it does. It, it really does. does. Right off the bat. Like baseball, I think. Uh, the bat makes sense. But let's let's find out. Supposedly? It's crazy also. I think we've oh, talked about these. I think we've talked about supposedly. <clears throat> supposedly <throat> is mm-hmm. in statistics. Those oh, my are, gosh. Yeah. All those, of the sudden. All of the sudden. Dude, all of the sudden. Killers me. All right. Off the back versus bat. If something happens off the bat, it happens immediately at the very beginning of the process. Mm-hmm. I learned right off the bat that you can't rely on anything in business. Right off the bat, I had a problem that meant I had to stop working. This is from the Free Dictionary Idioms. I said well, back. <laughs> it's okay. There's forgiveness. I, I think, yeah, something weird happens where you learn, you learn something the incorrect way. Mm-hmm. And and it becomes really difficult to s- say the correct thing, even if After you that. were pressed. You're like, oh, I think it's this way. But without that certain knowledge, without having looked it up and knowing definitively that it's right off the bat, then it's it's tough to say it correctly. That's good. It's funny though. Yeah. Intro. Oh, cool. Sick. That was our cold open. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That that was organic. That was. That was really good. Welcome to Pod to the Future. I'm Justin. And I'm Christian. And we've been best friends since high school. This is a show where we are documenting our lives for our future selves, our future kids, and you, our listeners from the future. Follow us as we pursue our dreams and maybe learn a thing or two along the way. Charge the flux capacitor, rev the engine up to 88 miles per hour, and pod to the future. That's right, that's right, that's right. Welcome back to the show about future stuff for future people. Like I said in the intro. Kind of. About present stuff for future people. (laughs) Yeah. And future things for the present people. Yes. Yeah, there's a tagline that will play. Redo it. Just kidding. No, I'm going to keep this all in. (laughs) No, I mean like redo the intro. Oh. (laughs) I'm, Uh, I'm putting my headphones like a DJ, like I've seen DJs in movies and in real life also. With yeah. Like one of them is on my ear and the other is on top of my head. It's a teetering thing. I don't know what kind it's, of headphones they difficult. usually have. It's difficult yeah. to maintain. But I want to be able to hear you with my real ears. Here, I'll, I'll help set the scene. Turn it up! Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm DJ real ears, real ears, real ears. <laughs> Do you know what? You have to say it three times. <laughs> realize, realize, realize. Do you know about that? Uh-uh. Oh my gosh, just some random, like, if you, like, each time you say it, it could be a different thing. Like, real eyes, realize, real lies. Deep, eh? Do you know that? Have you, Deep. That's so funny. Yeah, I know. It's just so <laughs> weirdly, like, fake poetic. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was real poetic when it was invented, I suppose. Was it, or was it one of those things that was said for the purpose of causing mischief? Oh, like trolling? Yeah. I don't know. Trolling is crazy. Trolling. Okay. Uh, on the real though, the whole alt-right thing, mm-hmm. like how it's an actual whatever, like movement or something. It's essentially troll, trolldom. It's just a, an aisle of trolls. Yeah. No, I've heard a theory that I think applies to a lot of the rhetoric that we hear of stuff 
like specifically flat eartherism. Oh my gosh. Tell me. Oh my gosh. That basically flat eartherism began as people trolling people on the internet. Really? Like, ha ha ha. You think the earth is round. You're so stupid. Everybody Mm -hmm. knows it's flat. And then that grew into this mind virus that some people were like, you know what? I think, I think the earth actually is flat. But like before the internet and internet trolls, nobody, no percentage of the population actually believed the earth was flat. And now it's ballooned into this big thing, mainly driven by people just trolling people on the internet and other people reading that and thinking, oh, people legitimately believe this. So many ideologies, I feel like. Well, I don't know. I just said so many. I literally can only think of one other. But just like Scientology, too, like... That was a that was like a a bet, you know, the whole thing. Like it was a bet. I bet you can't start a religion. You know what I mean? Like that, it just kind of started as kind of a troll thing, right? I have, I don't know. I haven't really heard that. Really, I there was I don't know. I think I saw in a YouTube video that like the origin of it was like a guy in a bar, um, would like bet another guy like I bet I bet you you can't start a religion or something like that, and like he just did, and he wrote a wrote a book and made it, you know, basically kind of similar concept. It's just like started out as like nah. Do you know what I learned recently is that people that work in Scientology centers, Mm. it's a lifelong contract. Really? Yeah. They like live there. They wear specific uniforms and they're like in for life. And it's an employment situation though, right? Huh. Well, can you get out or do you just get murdered? Uh, Documentaries on this stuff. My (laughs) wife watched watched a documentary and like just had so much to say i really need to watch it too okay katie's super into scientology she she finds it fascinating not into it as in right right. yeah like the one i'm about to bind my soul with really (laughs) loves scientology (laughs) you gotta get rid of those thetans (laughs) (laughs) yeah those are like the spirit creature things that live in you or something. I don't the, know. The I don't ego. I know. Honestly, I feel like so many, so many of, and then of you the pay concepts... certain amount of money and they get rid of them for you. Really? And as long as you're rich enough, you can get rid of all of them. Wow. Well, it sounds like a great religion for rich people. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, uh, instruments that they use to like detect the Thetans are like some like 1930s era, like wow. early lie detection equipment or something like weird. that. Just, just weird things that you like hold on to and the bars go like, like in Napoleon dynamite, the little, like t- the little time machine that they create. <laughs> we have to add the crystals. Yeah. Basically like, that's no, oh, the- turn it off. <laughs> Shocking him. Basically. And that's basically Scientology. We're both now I'm sure on a list somewhere. Yeah, I know exactly. That's why I, honestly, a little part of me was like, is this weird to say right now? <laughs> this is going to be published for the world. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There's, I'm sure on there's plenty the plus of side, Our downloads will go up as they're cataloging everything that we right, say. Yeah. Like hey, we've almost hit a hundred downloads on the, uh, on the month. That's so amazing. That's, Thank that's you guys. The ma- that, that's the most in one month that we've ever had. That's so incredible. So hopefully as we come out with more and more, we continue to get those downloads up because that's really, that's really fun. We've, we've been on a streak right now, like of mm-hmm. recording like week, honestly, three weeks in a row, I think was, isn't it? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. I know. I love it. Me too. Let's get into it. Yeah. So I've got some follow up. First of all, 
first first of uh, of off. This is going to be a show of just Folly. saying things incorrectly. First of all, the new format, new intro song, new podcast branding. Yeah, how do you guys like it? Uh, I've heard from one of our listeners. Uh, Thank you, Katie. That she liked it. She liked the branding. She was cool. obviously somebody that I bounced a lot of the branding off of to see how it was how it was working out, how the logo looked, got her feedback on on that type of stuff. I love the logo. It has you with glasses, which is a kind of a new installment in your life. New, did we yeah. talk about that last? No, I don't think we did talk well, about we'll it. We'll have last. to at some point. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's been a fun new development and the feedback that I got about the format was also positive that she enjoyed having some sort of structure to guide her along through cool. our I love that too, yeah. Ramblings. So, right, yeah, something that lets people know, like, we got something coming up, we got something coming up. Mm-hmm. And this is a general idea of the types of things that we will be mm-hmm. talking about. Right, with, with just the whole podcast in general. Yeah, yeah, it makes it a little bit more targeted towards, mm-hmm. you know, if people like the idea of what we're talking about. Yeah, we have, we have like, a, a theme that people know what they're tuning into. Exactly, people know what they're they're tuning into. And we actually have a format for today, which we're probably going to... It's going to be our format from from now on. I mean, yeah, the yeah. last one was new, and we were still kind of figuring out the format. But right now, we're going to have like kind of going intro into follow up into main topics. Uh, and we have a new fun little element and a in there. New fun little little element that will be before the main topics. Okay, cool. And that's should we say we'll we'll save that. Okay. We'll save that cool. till uh, after I finish the follow up. So we got good feedback on. On our new structure, our new podcast. And I've also got follow-up from something we talked about last time. I am officially moved into my parents' house. Oh, yeah. So we aren't recording there now. We're recording in my house, but Katie has moved in, and the decorating has begun. I know. As soon as I walked in, there, the the you had a bunch of bartending, or not bartending, uh, brewing uh, diagrams. And yeah, like old patents of brewing equipment yes that were framed and on the wall that, so that cool. was that was decoration so bachelory though and then I, I came in that was immediately replaced by three three uh pieces of art in a row mm-hmm. equally beautiful yeah very large honestly better for a duo you know? <laughs> yeah very large um prints with lots of uh color kind of abstract in look and yeah, I think they look really good side by side. Oh yeah. And did you you got those? Yes, somebody at my work was getting rid of them. They they're redecorating their house and he was taking it to Goodwill and he was That's like, it. "Oh, your your fiance is moving in. Are you interested in some art?" And oh, yeah. I was like, "Yeah." Of course. And so yeah, that worked out great. I love art. What are what are other ways that she's re- redone the house because she's had the house for how long she's been living the bachelorette life uh about a week about a week okay and you are spending tons of time here still yeah i'm basically living here and sleeping at my parents oh yeah you said that yeah so i get ready at my parents i go to work and then i come here after work and then at some point in the evening i go back to my parents house Mm -hmm. so your parents understand the dynamic yeah okay because like i could see it still being like Yay, our son's back. I mean, for two seconds, but mm-hmm. at the same time, 
they have to understand. Yeah, I'm sure you know that like you really your heart is, you know, totally here in this oh, house. Yeah. yeah, they they definitely understand. Cool. That's good. That's good. That's really helpful. So yeah, so that's my follow-up on my living situation, but you also have some follow-up from something you talked about, and that is traveling with a baby. Traveling with a baby. We went to California. We just got back. Uh, I, I just got back yesterday. Oh yeah, my situation is really cool. Okay. First, well, so Haley's mom went to Big Bear to see Haley's youngest sister and her boyfriend, and then... Haley's mom's second stop was LA, which is where we met her mm-hmm. to see Haley's other sister and boyfriend. And that was where I got to spend my time in California. And then I had to come back because I had rehearsals at church, but they continued on to San Diego to see more relatives. So Haley and I were there for Haley's mom's second leg of the trip. And Haley got to continue on Haley's mom's third leg of the trip. But traveling to LA with the baby in the car. <laughs> Was the first time she's gone any distance longer than like 20 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. And that was so stressful. So, so like. Did Haley sit in the back with her and you drove or what was that dynamic? It varied. Um, Haley drove actually a lot of it. And so I was in the back with the baby. But she, the baby, Georgia, did not handle like the just time in the car seat for that long. Oh, I love her so much. I already miss her. So I'm already back. I'm back. I'm living the bachelor life. But but that's a, a I'll I'll get back to that. But traveling with that baby, Haley had to basically pump so that we could I could feed the baby, you know, in the back seat and stuff. It is so hard traveling with a baby. Let me tell you. Just if you're if you have a baby, know that you are going to basically be confined to your city. Um, unless you want to really buckle down and tackle the long haul, but we made it. She was, she was so perfect when we got there, mm-hmm. but just the trip there. And I, I'm, I'm really pulling for Haley on the trip back because that's going to be tough, but it'll be with her mom too. There'll be, there'll be still another person. Oh, in the car. okay. I good. Imagine. Yeah. I was going to yeah. ask about that. Right. So her mom flew in. No, her mom drove. Uh, yeah. So her mom, her mom drove Haley's car, which is smaller. And we took her mom's car, which is a Rav or no, a CRV. Oh, okay. And so we could bring like the the like rock and play, which is what the baby sleeps in, which is perfect. It's an amazing invention. Um, it basically has the baby kind of like sitting a little bit upright to avoid like you know asphyxiation for sure, like vomiting. And it also just kind of helps in general with um, with the whole acid ref- or the reflux situation. And just kind of keeps everything in the stomach, you know, instead because mm-hmm. when babies are laying flat, um, which the baby slept in our bed flat for a long time. But we got a little like freaked out when she did some weird breathing things. Totally turned out to be fine. But rock and play turns out to be just a dream. And it rocks on its own. And we ha- we play white noise. But, yeah, we, ha- we brought the rock and play. We brought uh, a little baby seat. We brought a bunch of stuff that like wouldn't fit in the in the in Haley's car. And then I drove Haley's car back and while well, they have the the crossover to bring to bring, you know, Georgia and the, the rest of the stuff back. I when we were there, like I said, the baby was amazing. The 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 trip was amazing, honestly, in general. We got a little Airbnb. It was a one bedroom. Me and Haley and the baby had one room and Haley's mom slept on the couch. Thank you, Mary Jane. That was very nice of you. Um, but I mean also 
highly necessary. And we got, let me think about what we did. We hiked up to the low, the not Lowell observatory. That's in Flagstaff. The, um, what's the observatory in Hollywood? Uh, Griffith park. Griffith, Griffith, yeah. Griffith park. Yeah. We hiked up me, actually me, Haley's mom and my sister-in-law's boyfriend, um, hiked up to the top. It was a crazy hike. I think they said that it was all levels, but no way. It was very steep. Um, so Haley and her sister turned back with the baby, um, which I actually gave Haley a hard time about. I was like, come on, you can't do this. This is so easy. But, and Haley was like, please stop giving me a hard time. <laughs> and when we were done with that, I was like, I am so sorry for doubting you, babe. <laughs> for, you know, like that was, she needed to, that was yeah, a really smart I've driven up there before, but I've never mm-hmm. hiked. There's it. like a little, yeah, trail to hike. But so, yeah, that was fun. It was really fun hanging out with Haley's sister and boyfriend. Um, Haley's sister and sister's boyfriend. It's weird. I wish we had like a little name for that. I'm sure like in other languages, there's a name for like the in-laws boyfriend that is not yet, you know, I can't mm-hmm. call him my brother-in-law because that's not where they're at, you know, but it was a great trip. I just want to say that traveling with a baby is super hard and I'm so glad to be back and living a bachelor life for a little bit. Yeah. They're actually going to be back on Sunday. So what is this? I got back on Thursday, so I'm just going to have a little bit of a weekend. Yeah. And I got to sleep in the bed. A couple alone. days. Yeah. So it was awesome. You feeling rested? I am. Did you, uh, after what, my first night. How late did you sleep in? Till 1030. Dude, Woo! so nice. So nice. It, I mean, like, I still miss them, and I and the routine is nice, but it was a nice break, you know. And listeners out there, when Christian sleeps in, just, oh, I sleep in. Just imagine a body being prepared for an autopsy at a morgue, <laughs> and that's about the sight that you would see. That's so funny. I sleep his, with the covers over my head. His covers completely over his head. Yeah. Just this big lump, body-shaped lump. Which in actually, the, of the, the bed. covers over my head thing, I actually like went into that. I'm pretty like, I'm pretty like um, aware of my situation. You know, so it's not like the first time I thought about this, but the reason I sleep with my head, the covers over my head is when I was like two or three, I walked in on my dad watching a scary movie and it was a, I, it was just one scary scene that I saw with. Do with you a, remember the, the movie? I honestly thought that it was April fool's day, which is an old eighties movie. Not even that great. I thought it was that, um, because I don't know what made me think that, but I know that we had that VHS and we've long, long since gotten rid of all of our VHSs. But um, I don't think it actually turned out to be that movie because when I actually watched that movie in an attempt to, like, reverse the effect, you know, go, this isn't really that scary. Um, I didn't see that scene that, mm-hmm. I, that I saw, which I'll tell you the scene. But that movie was still scary and whatever. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> just, it, it, I mean, I can handle, you know, I can handle a lot more psychologically as an adult and stuff. But still... Um, I sleep with the covers on my head for comfort at this point, and there is still a little bit of fear attached to that, but not nearly as much as there was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But the movie, the scene that I walked in on was um, this situation. This is what I think why I thought it was April Fool's Day um, was because it, it was a scene where a person walks into a room and all of their friends are dead, just like sprawled out, and like some of them had like knives in their eyes. I, th- I feel like. I feel like one of the situation was like a, a lollipop was like in somebody's eye, like a sucker was like in somebody's eye. And I think that was what my like three-year-old brain was kind of conceiving, but they were all dead. And she was like, Oh my gosh, the person who walked in 
And then like two seconds later, this is basically what I've figured out or like contrived in my mind. I, who knows how close this is to the actual like three year old right. situation that actually happened. But like what I conceived was like, and then after that, they all like, were like, ha ha. They all like sprung up and were like, gotcha. You know, if anybody out there knows this movie, yeah. like I would love to know that. I would truly Send really in. love. Yeah, absolutely. But this, and then, and then, but when I saw this, it was like probably like a minute, literally of, of, of time that I watched this and then like ran to my room, threw the covers over my head. And that's like where, that's where it ends. And from then on, slept with the covers over my head. Yeah, isn't that crazy? So Dang. I definitely sleep with the covers over my head still. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, they come off of my head in the night and whatever. And sometimes I fall asleep because I'm too hot with the covers off my head. But that's where that comes from. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. I don't, have I ever told you that? No. Yeah. Huh. No, I never knew why. why. I just know that you mm-hmm. always have the, the covers over your head. Yeah. I feel like I can't breathe if I've got like covers. Oh, dude, over I've my mastered head. that. I have like a little hole for my <laughs> nose. Just my nose. Yeah. So the monsters can't get me. They don't like noses. <laughs> <laughs> they they aren't as abs- as astute of observers mm-hmm. to tell that somebody's there. They just see the nose and they're like, ah, that's I know, thing. right? Yeah, like better I, leave that alone. That's so funny. Whatever I, those two holes and pointy object are. <laughs> right. I saw a picture online of of like it was a cartoon um of a of like the boogeyman basically coming out from under the bed, but then seeing that like their feet were under the covers. And it was just like, uh got down like can't get to them you know like they were just stopped by the feet being under the covers because everybody's like if your feet are poking out under the covers this, the boogeyman will get them right you know like it's just really funny and relatable honestly for me justin's going to get allergy medicine because he feels super stuffy nose and this is christian's corner and i'm going to share a little story from when i was in la really fast i went to a vegan restaurant and they were like do you have any food allergies and we were like i was like all of us were like no totally not and then at the end of that meal i um my lip was like a little bit swollen and then i felt my my throat kind of a, like tiny bit swollen not I, I think it might have been psychological but we like scurried to a little store that was next door to see if they had any benadryl they didn't and then i talked to the manager of the place and she was like we don't have any benadryl i'm sorry I don't and i was like it's okay and then by then i think the swelling and all thoughts of swelling went down but that was just a scary little moment that I had in LA of thinking that I was going to have my throat swell up and I would literally die. Thanks for joining me for Christian's Corner. Justin's almost back. Welcome back, dude. I just did a little Christian's Corner. Sweet. I can't wait to hear it. I completely cut the last one out of the podcast. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> might not even make it. No. Uh, so this may or may not have made it. We'll find out. Cool. I'm sure we'll make it. <laughs> It's, yeah, it was actually something this I time. could hear you struggling on the last episode Oh yeah, that last, you know, I was just like, Christian's Corner <laughs> Didn't have anything really to say Yeah, speaking of that I've always wondered, have you ever noticed Me cut anything out that you're like Oh, I thought that was good And it didn't make it in Um, no, not that I can remember Good But, yeah, <laughs> you're a master editor So Good, no, that works Sometimes I'm editing something and I'm like, huh, it took us five minutes to say that, but I could just skip all of the middle part. Mm-hmm. 
and it'll make us sound like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> we don't just ramble on and on and on. Yeah. I mean, it's already like hours long episodes. Right. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like it was a good trip with mm-hmm. Georgia. And now we know why you sleep with the covers over your head. Yeah. And I think that's it for follow up. Awesome. So now it's time for the a little segment that we decided to add this episode, and it's the lightning round segment. Now, this is a little idea that I had that we would basically just rattle off a list of 10 totally random words or concepts that w- the other will have like five seconds to talk about. You don't get to explain the reason you put that down. Absolutely not. There's no question asking. You just have to say the things that come into your mind when prompted by the other person. Cool. So how do you want to do this? You want to go your Let's 10 straight through? Do you have a coin? Let's flip a coin to see who starts this. What do we got? Give me a foreign coin. Give me a weird one. Oh. Or is that, that looks like a weird one. Yeah, this is. <clears throat> What's this coin? This is a coin. You know those coin machines where you put in a, like, three quarters and it takes your money and then one of the. Mm-hmm, smashes something quarters. down or whatever. Um, this one took, like, three quarters and then smashed it into. Those three quarters? Um, actually, it was probably, it was probably like four pence. Oh, <laughs> whatever, whatever makes up the a pound is probably one pound. And then it, it like smashed it in a mold. Didn't smash the pound, smashed some other metal mm, into mm-hmm. a mold and gave you this coin. What's this coin? So this coin um, is Looks like from... Yeah, it's from Anfield Stadium in Liverpool, England. Oh, awesome. The uh, stadium that my favorite football team uh, plays at, and it's got the This Is Anfield logo on one side. We'll call that the Tails side. Okay. And then it's got the Liverpool crest on the other side. And around the Tails side, it reads, (laughs) I guess in no particular order, I didn't know where to start, eight league cups, 15 league titles, Five European Cups and seven FA Cups. Awesome. At the time. At the time. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think still currently. Oh, nice. <laughs> Unfortunately, okay. we did not win the European Championship this oh, year. bummer. So, heads. Okay. Tails. Cool. All right. You call it. I'll flip it. Okay, go. Uh, let it hit. Yep. Okay. Heads. It is tails. So you choose. That's going to be loud when that hits. Sorry, listener. Who goes first? So I think that means I'll go first with my list. Okay, awesome. Okay, here we go. We should put uh, a little musical bed underneath the lightning round. Oh, cool. Awesome. I think that will be fun. So cue the musical bed. Kind of a who wants to be a millionaire style. Yes. And I'll have five seconds to answer each one. Uh, yeah, but nobody's about. keeping time. You All just right. gotta, you just gotta come quick with cool. some thoughts. They could be, they could be a little bit longer if, if it prompts something really interesting, mm-hmm. but I'm going to try to keep it, but like, you have tight. to answer it as quickly and concisely as, yes. as okay. you see your, awesome. that you're able. I'll try my best. All right. Ready? Let's do this. 
the quadratic equation. High school, uh, I it's I can't remember it at all, but I know that there's a little roots or a little division thing involved. And yes, and the series for operations, order of operations is involved. Alabama Shakes. Amazing band. I love the singer. She's an amazing belter, and she plays guitar like a mad woman. She is such a phenomenal guitar player. Yes. Next, Pennsylvania. A lot of Germans live there, I think, and the Liberty Bell, I think, is also there, and my wife has a lot of family there. The color teal. Oh, is it green? Is it blue? Uh, I'm going to probably lean more toward blue. I would lean more towards blue, too. That's good. Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans, ooh, I'm not really super impressed with the movies that he makes, but he does a killer job. Scary Movies is one of them. But the Wayans Brothers in general are awesome. I love Major Pain. Windows 95. Ooh, I love the games that came with that. I played this game with a mouse, um, but that's about all that thing is good for, for my young brain. The next one, when I say my, I mean yours. Okay. My first time flying. Uh... Oh, it was actually probably when I was like a little baby, but my first memorable time was with my sister alone, and it was kind of scary, but we met my aunt there, and it was great in in Denver, Colorado. Table for two. Who do you want sat at the other table? Ooh, at the other side? Fred Armisen. I love him so much. (laughs) That's a great one. Have you watched Comedy for Drummers? Yes. Ah. Oh my gosh, I love it. It's so good. We need to have a whole other episode just of that. Okay. Favorite article of clothing? At this point, I'm probably going to go with shirt. Because, Any specific oh, shirt? Or, uh, oh, my or own just specific. generally oh, yeah. you love shirts. Um, last summer, we, I bought a shirt from a, a secondhand, like, upper and upper scale kind of store. Uh, and it's uh, an American apparel um, uh, button-up very loose on me but it has uh the like green leafy pattern on it and i love it it was my summer shirt uh one more armpit hair um it really scared me on my dad but on me and my wife who doesn't shave it's beautiful and i don't really care about it at all anymore nice very cool cool i I forgot i forgot about that that Haley doesn't shave yeah yeah i know it's really awesome go her I was just thinking of mine. I feel like my deodorant cakes my armpit hair. Do you feel like that? And then it like gets on your shirt. Um, I think that turned, that was a bigger issue for me. Like when I first was wearing deodorant and stuff, but I feel like I don't, I don't come across that anymore. I do mm. still feel like the weird, like moppy, moppy goop under my arms, but I think that's just my sweat and juices. And, and sometimes you have shirts that you've owned for a long time where you're like, Oh, yes. the, they've just uh, like, dis- I think I, that's happened shirt. to this one. Is it, is it no, just, it's not it, too bad. Oh, good. Awesome. There's a little bit of a hole, though. Oh, cool. Little, it might be time a for a new hole. Okay, cool. Okay, dude. Awesome. That was a fun one. Your turn now. All right, my turn. Ready? Ready? And cue the music. Hand sanitizer. Uh, for it. Use it all the time. I absolutely love it. It's the best uh, defense. Side note, real quick. The thing that makes hand sanitizer so effective is that unlike antibiotics where it is trying to actively kill and poison the germs <laughs> i feel like time is running out uh, when you have germs on your hands and you put hand sanitizer on it it's basically the equivalent of like lighting the germs on fire it's just oh, wow. destroying the cells it's, and oh, so cool. that's why hand sanitizers are hand sanitizer is great and doesn't create bacterial resistance okay android uh i'm 
never owned an Android phone. I know you've owned a, a Pixel. The Pixel looks like a... I don't own a Pixel. I never you did a, own a Pixel, didn't no, you? No, I never owned a Pixel. I thought you and Haley got a Pixel. No. At one point in time. No. I were, actually had were, a... I weren't you planning on it? Yeah, kind of thinking about it for a while. Okay, at, maybe at I point. just thought that you did and you never did. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, uh, yeah I am way too entrenched at this point uh, to be able to switch uh, one of my devices to a non-Apple product because I like the way that they intermingle. The ability to just airdrop things between them, I use that. Seamless integration. All the time. Seamlessly integrated. Uh, I'll have an article on my phone, and then I just click on the icon on my computer, and boom, I'm, I'm on the article on my computer. So I love it. And um, yeah, I'd be interested in the Pixel as a phone, the Pixel 2. The camera on the Pixel 2 is phenomenal, and uh, I don't want to dog on it, but I, I just don't think it's for me. Agreed. All of that. High school sports. I think there's a lot of attention uh, placed on it. And while I love sports in general and professional sports, I never played high school sports. And I think a disproportionate amount of attention is placed on high school sports, considering literally nobody we've ever gone, like that we went to high school with or has ever come from our high school has done anything professionally with sports. Commuting to work. I have a very short commute to work. It's uh, only about 10 minutes, although it's longer now because my parents live about 25 minutes away from work. Oh, damn. Uh, classical music. I used to listen to classical music all the time. I don't listen to it quite as much anymore when I want just relaxing working music. I usually listen to jazz and a rain simulator at the same time on my on my computer. Wow. So I'll put on like a, I have a Pandora jazz station that's pretty tuned in. It gets rid of, I don't want any of the big band stuff. I want just free flowing. I want some John Coltrane um, style jazz, which is... Yeah, jazz solos and stuff. And yeah, I just find that extremely re relaxing sometimes uh, when I'm really trying to concentrate and relax. I'll put on that. I'll put on the rain simulator and sometimes a uh, wood fire like video, a video of a fire like burning. Nice. So Feels serene. very classy and it's very relaxing. Space Force. Is that the Donald Trump thing? Yes. It's like a military in space, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe eventually, but I don't know about right now. I, like, let's just get to Mars. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like, like, let's get off the planet first, and then we can worry about about defending ourselves against the aliens. I think he's, like, trying to be, like, like we're going to have a presence to, in like, uh, what's the word? Um, in, com, uh, when you colonialize. But, like, he's talking colonialism up there. Colonize, that's the word. Yeah. I think that's what he's like, thinking of. Anyway, um, pet peeves, the pet peeves in parentheses, the concept of pet peeves. So the concept of pet peeves, um, I'm for them. I've got lots of pet peeves. Uh, I, I think we've, we've talked about some of those before. Uh, mm -hmm. We used to have a segment where it was just pet peeves is our pet peeve of the week. So I've got, I've got lots, of, lots of little idiosyncrasies. Katie makes fun of me all the time uh, for liking things in a particular way but I really have strong opinions. Nice. Fedoras. There was a short, short time in, in our lifetime <laughs> where fedoras were non-existent, and then it was like, oh, snap, some really cool people in a really classy way in very particular situations and outfits are wearing them, and they look freaking really cool. And then that lasted like two weeks. 
mm-hmm. and then it stuck with weird oh, nerds. Man, then everybody in like the most cringy mm-hmm. types of people were like really into it. And now it's just like memefied. Fedoras are dead. Like they're deader yeah. than they were before. The I market know. might still be there. People might still be buying them. But as a wearable article of clothing for any sane person, gone. No more fedoras. Side note, we should probably at some point look up the fedora culture that exists online, no doubt. <laughs> and like people reviewing fedoras. Honestly, that sounds fascinating <laughs> to me. <laughs> I'm sure there's a, a YouTube channel out there of, Hey guys, I just got my uh, got new, new fedora. fedora. This is the XL7, and <laughs> yeah. uh, we're just going to try this on. Yes. I like the way the uh, brim on this exactly. fedora points uh, at an angle. Not all fedoras give you that quite strong of an angle. I know. <laughs> it's just <like> fedora reviews. <laughs> yeah, I know. Number nine, almost there, green screen. Uh, very useful. I, <clears throat> I'm really appreciative of the filmmakers that spend the extra time in shooting to use practical effects. Mm -hmm. Interstellar, for example. Interstellar was one. I'm sure a lot of stuff is done in post, but it it just, it's very easy to do stuff in post when you green screen out a lot of stuff. And sometimes it's more expensive to do it like that in post. Mm. But I like the final product almost across the board of not using using mm. as much practical effects as possible. Mm. Uh, another vid, uh, movie that did that recently was Mad Max Fury Road. Like, mm. everything in that was completely Real. made. They made mm. all of those ridiculous costumes, costumes scenery. and cars and explosions like all of that was oh, real that. what a beautiful movie, and honestly. it was, oh, it was such a beautiful what a thrill amazing movie mm-hmm. so yes i think uh, a lot of extra effort and planning and i think it pays off I, th- I think it's worth it fear of heights uh i've never considered myself afraid of heights uh climbing up things i've never had issues with that i work uh, on tall ladders and lifts quite often in my line of work. But the thing that does get me is when you walk into a building that has a really, really high ceiling. Mm. That, that like, I feel my... I know. Testicles. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. Like... like oh, yeah, I think every guy feels There's that, that feeling. I know feeling. that feeling. Yep. Uh, maybe women too. Women out there, please let me know. It's if, probably a girl version of that. If you feel a girl version of that, but you look up and you just feel this this vertigo feeling, a physical reaction as well. And yeah, it's it's just something about you know I've been in in a number of really big uh, Catholic churches all over the world that have very high domes. Um, hmm. Like St. Peter's Basilica in the Vatican, so, like the from the top of the dome to the floor is so massive, it's so tall, and you're just walking in this giant open space, and mm-hmm. it just feels like it's swallowing you. It's so mm-hmm. freaky. Dang, awesome! That's it for the lightning round. All right, Next I think that was uh, I think that was a fun diversion from yeah. from the the norm. I like that that setup that 
that new element of the lightning round. I Me think too. that's uh, something we should keep and keep doing. All right, well, on to our main segment for today. And in the interest of on theme cataloging things from the present for future consumption, looking at our family, our future families and children. Looking at you, Georgia. And with a little bit of glance in the past towards our parents, we thought it would be fun to talk about the types of music our parents listened to, um, what we got from our parents and what musical influences and interests have made their way into our musical tastes. So start with you, Justin. Um, the music that your parents listened to, what was, what was their era? What music did they listen to? What music did you grow up on them playing? So I'd say predominantly growing up, we would hear a lot of Christian music. And a lot of just like mix ninety six nine. Me too. Mix ninety six nine. Best mix of the eighties, nineties, and today. Eighties, nineties, and today. And then uh, me and my dad bonded a lot over his rock music that he liked from you know his his teenage years. And what era is that? Eighties, late late seventies and eighties. So. His some of his favorite bands from that era are Iron Maiden, uh, Van Halen, Rush, Rush definitely. Uh, those those are probably the biggest three. Oh, and Boston. Those mm-hmm. are probably the biggest the biggest ones that my dad just has always really liked and that that we've listened to a lot uh, together. So. Specifically, the album Diver Down from Van Halen. Uh, we've listened to that a lot. I think there was one point uh, that I wanted to get the album before iTunes was a massive player in the, in the mm-hmm. music. People still bought CDs. And I remember asking my dad, you know, what CD do I need to buy? And he was like, Diver Down, that's the, that's the album. And so wow. I went to Barnes and Noble, I believe, and bought the D- Diver Down album of Van Halen and yeah, I loved it. Nice. So I think that those are the main ones for my dad, Boston, both of Boston's first albums. The album artwork on that is amazing. I remember the first time that I really listened to Rush, we were having a garage sale and I don't know where it came from, but but there was just a CD in the garage of Rush's album Exit Stage Left, which was a live concert of all of their biggest hits up until that point. So you had Spirit of the Radio. I think that was the first track on the song. You had Tom Sawyer. You had uh, The Trees. You had Closer to the Heart. You had basically the Red Barchetta uh Jacob's Ladder. A bunch of hits. A bunch of hits. A bunch of really big uh, Rush songs. And so I remember putting that on, and you just hear the... That might be YYZ. I don't know. That's another one on there. Mm. YYZ, the Toronto International Airport code. Oh, wow. 
And yeah, so I just remember thinking, oh man, this is so cool. It's so different mm. from the the music. When was that that you heard that? Probably. What it was different then is basically what I'm wondering. Yeah, probably like 2000, somewhere in that in that range, probably 10 to 12. So you had already been listening to a lot of 80s, 90s, and today music from Mix 96.9? Yeah, yeah. And I already owned an NSYNC album, and he, mm-hmm. we, we, I always listened to DC Talk. Mm-hmm. And, Christian band. And yeah, it was just, it was, it's such a, Rush in particular feels very influential on my musical tastes because of the technicality of oh yeah they're like the fathers of progressive rock yeah the exactly the the musicianship uh of the musicians is just out of this world it's so mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. more intricate than in sync <laughs> you know? yeah totally which hey it was J- all rush. jt we love you jt but absolutely it's just very different and it wasn't a song that was three and a half minutes that easily gets radio airtime it was a song that was seven, seven minutes and <laughs> yeah. had huge sweeping orchestral movements and moved in spirit and the radio has this entire i don't even know how to categorize it a bridge a second version of a chorus mm-hmm. uh, like, or of, of a verse they're playing with and, structure like and it and it crazy. like shifts key and goes into a reggae halftime, oh, like that's medicine, three quarter time. So like it's changing time signature, it's changing key on the fly into a different genre, mm-hmm. and then just popping back out like nothing ever happened. <laughs> and you're listening to it, and you're like, "That this is unlike anything that I ever heard." Yeah. And so as I got older, I think when I was in college, we went and saw two documentaries in theaters. Uh, like special uh, engagement, uh, fathom events, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there were it was a fathom event, and it was a Rush documentary which I own, and an Iron Maiden documentary which I also own, and both nice. of those are just uh, phenomenal documentaries, and yeah, so so those two are are that list of of musicians from my dad, and then for my mom, and I'll credit her even though both my parents enjoy enjoy listening uh to him but i stole all of his greatest hits album from my mom's itunes and it was billy joel oh nice and that has been a love affair that has never ended for me uh much much like like the the music that especially rush that my dad introduced me to i'd say billy joel has been just as influential on my musical taste as rush nice you know very very poppy in a lot of songs, but in other songs, very complex, very unique songwriting. Something like Scenes from Italian Restaurant. Oh, yeah, I love that. Where it's basically three or four different songs that he flows through telling the story and the progression of a couple. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just phenomenal songwriting, phenomenal piano writing. Mm-hmm. And that's really what got me into learning to play. Uh, things on the piano for the first time was was listening to Billy Joel. So I think both of those you know categories of music really uh, were influential in my musical taste today. Amazing. 
Where do you see those genres slash bands um, manifesting in your taste for current music? Yeah, so I think I I really value lyrics because Billy Joel is is a very good lyricist, um, but the the depth of Rush's lyrics and their ability to ask the person listening uh, very deep questions with music and with lyrics. An example of that might be something like the song The Trees, which is diving into racial class struggles of humanity and kind of diving into both sides of the proletariat, the bourgeois, the haves, the have-nots, and examining how those two forces interact and collide and how they aren't necessarily diametrically opposed, but they don't understand the other person, you know, the, the other group. And mm-hmm. I, fi- I find that just incredible that somebody can write a catchy song, use a metaphor as multiple types of trees to unpack something that we all feel in a very interesting way. And so I think those type of influences have made it difficult for me to always appreciate songs that I don't feel are lyrically as complex. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a meme. Well, pop music. Come on, let me find this meme. For the listener out there, in case you haven't already gone to our uh, YouTube channel, A Video Duo, you got to check out our first video that we ever made. Um, I think it's called Bears, Chickens, and I don't know. Bears and Chickens are part of it, but just look up a video duo, Bears, Chickens. Um, really funny. I think I think that was – just totally check it out for nostalgia's sake. Okay, I found the meme, and this isn't entirely fair to cherry pick something like this, but I think it comments on a lot of – what people often perceive as lazy, big bu- budget, big marketing campaign songwriting to sell something and turn a huge profit and just get the music out there versus uh, a band or individual bearing part of their soul, you know, in a song. But it's not, like I said, it's not entirely fair to cherry pick this one example because when you hear the artist, you're going to be, you're going to say, well, she does amazing work. So <laughs> who is it? Because she does. So Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I remember. I know this meme. Yeah. So this meme, it, it says run the world parentheses girls, mm-hmm. the Beyonce song. And it lists the lyrics and the lyrics are girls. We run this mother. Yeah. Who run the world girls? Who won the world girls? Who won the world girls? Who won the world girls? We won. And that's the whole song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are all of the lyrics, six writers, four producers on the song. Mm-hmm. And then it juxtaposes it with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, the queen song, one, one writer, one producer. And you know, is this real life? Is this fantasy? The whole, yeah, the whole it lists thing. out the lyrics of the song. And so, you know, that's a, I think an encapsulation of, of what often gets thought of as modern music versus eighties music in particular. And again, you, you mentioned our video, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the reality is that, that a lot of people, including Beyonce make very good music today that 
in many ways will remember much the same way that our parents remember mm-hmm. music from the 80s. Absolutely. But I think definitely an appreciation for lyrics that ask something of me with uh, musicians and bands such as Guster or John Bellion or even, and people are going to hate this because they became very popular. And when people get popular, especially when younger people like them, people hate it. But 21 Pilots oh asks gosh, a that. lot of people listening to them. The lyrics ask a lot of you. It's easy. You can you can just listen to it because it's fun. But the lyrics are asking a lot of you, and I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot Me of too. intentionality and thought in, that goes into lyrics like that. And so, yeah, I really, I really enjoy uh, good lyrics. And I really enjoy thoughtful and interesting musicianship and i think one of the ways that that's manifested is someone like john mayer incredibly popular incredibly popular as a musician Mm -hmm. but perhaps also underrated for his musicianship people know they're like oh he's a really good guitar player no no he's he's like like a really good good guitar player like yeah, it's hard to overstate. I cried watching one of his videos. He just was doing a silly little like Instagram live, I think, mm-hmm. video, and I was watching it on YouTube, and like he started playing guitar, and I was overwhelmed. Yeah, overwhelmed. it's hard to overstate how good of a guitar player he is, mm-hmm. and his ability to craft songs in so many different types of genres. Because that's one of the things I really appreciate about him is he kind of gets bored with what he's doing. You know, he did the solo guy with the guitar stuff for a couple of albums. They did the full band pop stuff for a couple of albums. And then he did the jazz trio blues trio for an album. And then he did, you know, a, a pop country album. And then he did more like a blues grassy album. And then he did like a full on like old school cowboy country album. Mm -hmm. And all of the musicianship is, is not to disparage, you know, musicians that are way better than me in every possible way uh, from the country music scene. But he's doing stuff in a country-sounding song that has no business being in a country <laughs> song. Yeah. And uh, it's just so fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. And and then his newest album is a lot more poppy again. Mm-hmm. And I really like when musicians... I think I think Taylor Swift got a lot of flack for for her different sound in more recent albums, didn't she? Is that a thing, or am I just making that um, up? I don't know a ton about what, how she was received. Yeah, I, I I feel like there was there was some some like this isn't you. You're being fake to just try to put on a persona. Mm-hmm. But I really appreciate when musicians and singer songwriters kind of get bored and want to do something else and ask you to travel along the journey with them Mm -hmm. and rush has has done a lot of that too they're a band that did kind of a disco-y album and and replaced you know the regular bass with like a moog setup and Mm. and it was all synthed out and they were using you know like uh electric drum kits and oh cool neil per the best drummer of all time on an electric drum kit Mm. and yeah it's it it's fun when a band says, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to, I'm going to try to make something interesting in a space that I know very little about. Mm. So those are my thoughts. 
the way my parents' music has influenced me and kind of some of the stuff that I like now. Uh, I didn't even mention bands like Guster or the Kooks or the Wombats who lyrically, vocally do stuff. The guitar riffs in, in the Kooks, I'll just say this. The guitar riffs in the Kooks are out of this world. They're not insanely difficult. They're just insanely catchy. And mm-hmm. the, their ability to hit gold on song after song with the melody that they create is amazing. Oh, yeah. The Wombats may be the most fun band of all time. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love them. They've experimented. They did the the pop punk yeah. first album, a little synthier in the second album. Uh, much synthier in the second album, a uh, little like California coast vibe in the third album. Like mm-hmm. they're not afraid to experiment with it. And then Guster, um, same thing. Lyrics ask a lot of you, you know, the lyrics are very uh, thought provoking and very true to human experience. And I find that their melodies are, are great uh, through the albums. They start uh, as a very acoustic trio and then they go and do some poppy stuff, some pop rock stuff, and then go in the the most recent album much more into like this experimental mm-hmm. direction of them. And yeah, I just love it. I just I just love it all. Nice, yeah. I love music. Me too. So good. All right, you tell me. You tell me about your parents. What about your? What kind of music did your did your dad listen to growing up? My dad's a pretty hardline 80s music fan and pretty much 80s music only. Um, he loves the a lot of the... just I, When it comes to 80s music, it's, you know, the radio hits. Pop music and rock are pretty much the two genres that I really grew up on him singing along to, and, you know, with the, with the radio and stuff. I was so amazed we listened to a lot of mix 96.9 as well um but i was just amazed when i was younger like dad how do you know the words to every song on the radio mm-hmm. and it and it spanned that spanned from 80s music t- to 90s and a little bit it petered off at, like in the 2000s realm because he just loves his 80s music but also just the hits it seems because i don't think he i mean i think he had a few a few albums but I don't know if um, he really dove deep into any specific band's anthology. He just really mm-hmm. like loves those, you know. Pour some sugar on me, Def Leppard, <laughs> and uh, let's see. And you know, like Aha's take on me, a lot of Madonna, like a uh, uh, like a prayer. I love mm-hmm. that song. Um, but yeah, I got a huge '80s influence from my dad, uh, from my mom. A lot of Christian music. Um, she did have a few, a few secular uh, albums or whatever. Like a few, she was a fan of a few secular artists. But um, when I, when she bought an album of theirs, you know, I knew it because it was, you mm-hmm. know, it was a very, it was a departure. I think when she was in high school or something, she decided I'm just going to listen to Christian music for the rest of my life. But uh, but the secular music that she listened to. So I mean I do have that hardcore Christian music um, background as well, but the secular song albums that she got were actually the first one, the first album that I ever listened to that I was madly in love with was 
Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. I've been <laughs> listening to that a lot lately on my drive from what, California. What are some of the songs on that? Ironic is the classic mm-hmm. huge one, but she had like four Isn't or five ironic? or maybe like seven hits from that um, from that from that album. I think that album came out in 95 or something. But I was listening to this song when I was like super, super young. And apparently I always associate that song with my aunt or with that, that album with my aunt. Like she, I think, played it in the car for me like all the time, literally all the time whenever I was with her. But I think she, she told me that she got that from my mom. My mom had originally listened to it. And I would tell my mom like, Turn, play Ray A, play Ray A. That was Alanis Moore. That was um, ironic. It's like Ray A on your wedding day. Mm. And so I would be like, play Ray A. And my aunt loved that. So then my aunt just took that album on and just like played that for me all the time. So I didn't realize that was a fun, weird little realization that my mom actually was the one who bought that album. But so Alanis Morissette, that album is bananas. It is <laughs> so good. My aunt could only play like certain songs. I think it was like number one she played and number four, number seven, number 10. Um, but I, there, I can't remember like all the specific ones, but she skipped a lot of the like profane ones. Mm-hmm. But Alan, I, I listen to them now. Alanis Morissette's insane. I love her music. So a lot of Alanis Morissette. Uh, my mom also bought a, a Brian Adams album, his greatest hits uh, at the time. I think it was in like the early 2000s that, that she bought that greatest hits. And a Barbara Streisand duo that I had, I remember hearing from when I was super young also is, and my mom had the duets album by Barbara Streisand. So she, she just does a ton of duets on this album. And one of them was with Brian Adams <laughs> and it's called, I finally found someone that's a beautiful song. And I love hearing that one. When it comes to, yeah, my parents' music, it was mostly 80s, honestly, because my parents were are, you know fairly young. I was born to my mom at 19, so 80s is where it basically sits. Um, but the Christian music, my, I remember my first album that I like, or the first song that I remember loving, I think I would consider it my favorite song of like my childhood was Shine by the Newsboys. Newsboys were this... Actually, I think they're still kicking, but they were huge in the 90s, 80s too. Yeah, whole new lineup. The song Shine blew my mind, and then so I got their greatest hits and Which album was that? I had a Newsboys album too, but I can't remember. It had Entertaining Angels. Entertaining Angels by the light of my TV screen. Um, That song is great. Um, I had their greatest hits, so that song was on there. I think of course it was because it's definitely a greatest. It hit. is, yeah, totally. Um, I, Newsboys was my favorite. Yeah, I don't band know whatever album that originated on. I had that album. I know. I I, I honestly can't remember their individual albums anymore because I don't listen to them a ton anymore. But Newsboys was huge for me. Um, DC Talk. My mom had a DC Talk album. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, my my whole my adventure with music up until I could finally start discovering and curating my own library was 80s, 90s hits, hits in particular. So I can't really go as deep into specific albums from the 80s or 90s like you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, it sounds like you had like four or five like specific albums that you just rocked and understood and grasped. And, and w- while I had just the hits... Mm-hmm. which weren't as deep musically. And that's specifically the ones that came from my parents. I also had other 
oh, influences. Oh, totally. And, and yeah, I could go into my high school influences and everything like that yeah, that really yeah. transformed it, took it to the next level for me. Right. There's a lot of steps along that mm-hmm. progression. Right. But I feel like the, like the music that your parents listen to really kicks off your understanding of the world of music because I, the, something that really made that click for me was was actually in high school when our friend Max played me a lot of a lot of totally new different songs to me that I had never heard before songs from the 60s Billy Joel was was even in this this list of songs when we actually went to karaoke with him you and I and, mm-hmm. and Max and even Nathan was was part of our karaoke adventures but uh, that opened my eyes to a lot of, of music. Billy Joel in high school, there was also a lot of musicals. Um, mm-hmm. And Queen, actually, I actually fully ingested Queen in high school. I got a greatest hits album of theirs. And that really took me off. But in, with my parents' music, I think the tr- what that trained me for in life, like my dad loving the hits and my mom loving the Christian music and a little bit of, you know, particular artists in in um secu- the secular world um really made me fall in love with melodies because of the hit them being hits you know in particular mm-hmm. it's the melodies really get me and a lot of like poppy sounds those have really stuck with me even though i have branched off and listened to a lot more lot a lot more deep lyrics mm-hmm. and complex music um, I'll, I'll always be a sucker for the melodies. Aha's mm-hmm. take on me blew my mind when I first heard it. Now it's super overplayed in my life, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, I think their music really, really sent me on a journey. I'm just glad that my parents appreciated music at all. Cause I think there's a lot of people that don't have that gift of, of really truly appreciating music, which I think just takes takes a person kind of holding your hand through the beginning of the process mm-hmm. and helping you realize like, this is good. This is good. It's safe. It's life giving and stuff like that. So I'm glad that my parents did that. Yeah. I, I think that's a really good way of explaining what it takes to bring people along on a musical adventure of, of, of sorts. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, a friend of mine, Jeff in DC, it was, it was just like this, this, situation where on my birthday uh jeff who i'd known for a few months at that point in time and uh i used to hang out with him and my friends phil and amy uh we used to hang out three nights a week in the same bar and you know hit all of their their nightly specials half price burgers on monday and it was just awesome having that community of friends it, it was it was like a TV show. We're always at the same bar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hanging out. That's cool. And it just so happened on that that Friday, I think it was a Friday. It was my birthday, and Phil and uh, Amy had to be at a work party, so it was just me and Jeff. Mm. And we were just hanging out at his apartment and having a few drinks. And he was like, "Let me play an album for you." And it was a musician that I had never listened to incredibly different from everything that I've ever listened to uh, a musician named Tom Waits. Mm. And Oh yeah, I know Tom Waits. Yeah. And he played the album. Uh, I'm going to mess it up. He really liked Tom Waits and the Pixies. And oh, so we cool. listened to 
uh, Surfer Rosa, the Pixies album. And we listened to Tom Waits. I think the album was titled Alice. And yeah, Tom Waits, it, it's one of those musicians that if, if I were to come across Tom Waits just by myself, I would probably just skip to the next song mm-hmm. because he doesn't have, he doesn't sound like Lance Bass when he's singing. Right. You know, the, the music is very stripped down. It's, it's, the energy level isn't high. It's not mm-hmm. jumping off the, the sound waves, punching you in the face, you know, you know, it's, it's like, Mm-hmm. but it's music yeah yeah it's one it's one of those things where when you're sharing that with somebody that really likes this and really appreciates this for a very specific mm-hmm. reason uh-huh. and you have the opportunity to sit down with that person and mm-hmm. enjoy that with them and see it through their eyes right you appreciate it in a way that you would have never appreciated right. it absolutely before. i love when that happens you did that for me with Guster, with the Kooks. And you did that with me with John Bellion and 21 Pilots. Yeah, and I think we, we've we done that multiple times. Mm-hmm. Just every time we find something interesting that we really like that we can share with each other, that's always a fun opportunity to sit down and see the song, see what the other person is seeing and thinking and feeling from the song and i've always yeah i've always really liked that i've always really really appreciated that Mm -hmm. i agree yeah the communal aspect of it well christian i think that does it for today's episode you've got bachelor life right now Mm -hmm. so you've got to get back home got to get on that netflix life Mm -hmm. got to sit on the couch open up the top fly on your pants. <laughs> Take my pants off. Let's be real. <laughs> and not, no, not right now, Christian. Leave your pants. <laughs> Let the record show. Christian is disrobe. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but you, you've you got things to do. We've got things to do. We've got some Mario Kart to play. Oh, yeah. So uh, we're going to call this an episode for now. Don't forget to... Subscribe, uh, subscribe to our podcast to the podcast if you're not uh we're so thankful for all of you listeners thanks for sticking with us that's a wrap that's a wrap